0: American gymnast Simone Biles shocked the world at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics recently. Biles withdrew from the Tokyo Olympics team competition on Tuesday, July 27, citing mental health concerns. In June, tennis player Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open, also citing mental health issues. With two prominent elite athletes going on the record on the international stage, saying they are pulling out of an event for their personal health, the issue of mental health among the world's elite athletes has become a hot topic in many quarters. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Claudine Housen, and I am pleased to have joining me today Licensed Professional Counselor, Kindle Tyson. Kindle currently lives and works in Beijing, but hails from Texas in the United States, where she was certified in counseling by the Texas State Board of Examiners of Licensed Professional Counselors. Welcome to CGTN Sports Talk, Kindle. Thank you for making time for this interview.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. So let's talk about mental health in sports. All right. You posted a reaction on your WeChat moments. Yeah. And it reads, yes! Exclamation point. Watching Simone Biles and other young ladies like Naomi Osaka has been like a masterclass on prioritizing our mental health and wellness above the desires and demands of the masses. I'm so proud of these young black women for setting boundaries And putting themselves first. Two exclamation points. (laughs) So what is mental health? And how significant was Simone Biles' decision to pull out of the games? Okay.
1: Well, I would say a layman's version of mental health is, you know, the connection between your psychological and physical health, emotional wellness, all of those things, and how it's going to impact the daily life that you live. Our holistic health really impacts, You know, the decisions that we make, how we function in our daily lives at work and things of that nature. And I would say for Simone Biles to have to withdraw from the Olympics, one of the highlights of her career because her mental health wasn't in a good space was literally an act of saving her life. Um, she did make a comment about having something that we call like the twisties. Yeah. Right. Um, Where her her mind and her body were in a state of disconnection. And that could literally paralyze her, kill her, or hurt her uh, physically, you know, for the rest of her life. So I, in my post, wanted to applaud the decision that she made. Because what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, she shared, and if you've been watching in the news for the last few years, there's a lot going on with USA gymnastics. So, not only is she dealing with the anxiety of performing at the, the top level, um, feeling disconnected mentally and physically, but she's also, she was also one of the surviving gymnasts from the last Olympics that. Um, was having to deal with the sexual abuse scandal with Larry Nassar. Yeah. She wanted to stay on the team to be of a, you know, a protective force for the girls that were there just to keep the conversation in the open. And then it's the level of competition. I have to do all these things, be the face of all these things, you know, body ailments. I think she had like broken toes at one competition, you know, just a lot. So for her to make the very difficult decision to withdraw from the competition, was one of the best things that she could do. A lot of people weren't happy with it, but I'm, I'm quite proud of her for putting her mental health first, for
0: sure. Biles is an elite athlete. She has the most Olympic medals in history and was vying for six goals at the Tokyo Olympics. She's quoted in a news report saying, I have to focus on my mental health. I didn't want to go out and do something stupid and get hurt. At the end of the day, we don't want to be carried out of there on a stretcher. Mm-hmm. Another quote attributed by her says, we're not just entertainments, we're humans. Some people weren't unhappy with it. Yeah. But I still think that a lot of people came out in support of her. Like, Michelle Obama came out and, and tweeted, we're proud of you and we're rooting for you. But even though Simone had people who were like, really? Yeah. Or, you know, we wanted the goals. What about the U.S. medal accounts? Right. She still had a lot of prominent people come out and say, we support you, but Naomi Osaka, when she was like, "I'm not doing the press conference. It's not good for my mental health." Everybody's like, "What? Right? How dare you? Right? This is tradition, and all the other athletes do it. How? Who are you, little right. girl? Why aren't you doing what we say you should do?" And she wrote in an essay to Time Magazine, saying that um, her initial desire was not to exit the entire competition. But she felt pressure to to leave the competition because they were making it about her decision not to do this press junket this this press um conference versus the actual match itself so she felt pressure to redirect the focus so to what extent do you think as normal people whether we repress or spectators that we kind of forget that these athletes are humans too, and and they have stuff that's going on um, with them. One is reminded of the female athlete Shakira, who was disqualified from going to the Olympics because she self-medicated, just experiencing a loss in her family, and she self-medicated, and and her choice of self-medication got her disqualified, yeah. and the fact that she was going through something which makes her just as human as the rest of us. Yeah. Like Naomi Osaka is going through something. To what extent do you think we kind of, I don't want to use the word dehumanize, but to an extent it's like, as as, as Simon Bao says, you are entertainment. Exactly. Um,
1: I would definitely say I think Naomi may have received a bit more harsher backlash, although she received lots of support. Because she was literally maybe one of the trailblazers, right, about um, this time that made the decision that I'm going to prioritize my mental health, whether you like it or not, um, because I'm doing what's best for myself. And I, and I think some people struggle with that because they do see these elite athletes as entertainment, right? Like Simone said, they see them as entertainment and people get the opportunity to live vicariously, through these folks that's making all this money, they're on the world stage, without really having a full understanding of the stress that it takes to not only perform but stay at your you know heightened level of performance at these particular levels. It's like you're living your your life in a bubble, you know, or in a fishbowl. You're constantly you know dad, and everybody has an opinion without understanding the level of focus everything that it takes in order to be able to thrive at this particular level. So I would say, you know, even with Naomi's example, that, yeah, her being one of the first to come out and make this admission, first she's a woman. So the world don't really like women, you know, claiming their power and telling, telling you what they are going to do or what they're not going to do better yet. And a lot of people don't have an understanding of what anxiety looks like and how debilitating it can be. So the world is not operating with the full knowledge of just the type of struggle that she's having and how it impacts her life. And I would even say as a professional, they're not entitled to that information, right? If she chooses not to share, that's her decision on her own. So the fact that she did state that, had y'all not made it so much about me deciding not to do this for my mental health and actually focusing on, you know, the match, I wouldn't have had to to do this. But because you want to penalize me for prioritizing something that's quite important to me, then I'm just going to withdraw. So I think, again, she's making the decision to reclaim the power that she has and letting the world know that I'm not here to live my life on your terms. And a lot of people don't know what to do with that, Um, especially coming from a young biracial woman. That is, I would say, what is she number two in the world in tennis right now? It's like she's withdrawing the very thing that you think that you can demand and letting the world know that I'm going to live my life on my terms. And that first begins with prioritizing my mental health. So I would say that's the through line. I don't know. There's just a lot of confusion around how we should handle things and people thinking that they can demand us to jump when they say jump and when we say no, it's, well, you're out of order exactly you're out of line that's, that's not what you make you make all this money so you shouldn't have these problems that you have yeah they should because they're human right if we are not mentally sound physically we are not going to be able to perform to these heightened levels um, of expectation that they do on a daily basis so even like with LeBron James I'll just bring him to the he's a spokesperson for the Calm app You know, there's a lot of leadership in showing that taking care of your mind is going to allow you to perform at your optimal level for an extended amount of time. You have to take care of your mind and body to be able to do the kind of work that they do on a daily basis. The world really doesn't understand because mental health is taboo. Even though it's growing in popularity, speaking up about, you know, how your mental health impacts not only your physical health, but your level of performance the veil is being lifted across the world but there's still factors of people that don't understand because maybe of their own trauma the, or whatever
0: i can't remember where i heard this to be sure mm-hmm. but there's what i got was there's a sense that if you break a leg you can see the broken bone right but when it is mental it's internal and so because you come to work today and you smile you should be okay. Mm. And nobody knows that you're holding it together mm. just by a thin thread. Mm-hmm. And like Baal says with her twisties, her brain is saying one thing and her body's doing another thing. Right. And it could be really dangerous. Yeah. We were just talking about LeBron James. Yeah. Him being a spokesperson for Calm. So for those people who don't know what Calm is, Calm is an app that has mindfulness and breathing techniques that you could do to de-stress and decompress from your everyday life yeah and lebron has i think he has a couple like a meditation a meditation Mm. section that you can go through with him so for even somebody like him to say this is how i get i got to where i am is also very symbolic i believe of where we might need to go not just in sports but in our everyday lives yeah yeah There are other athletes in basketball and other sports that have also come out. What are some of your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think it's actually, you know, really good for people to be able to to see the broad spectrum of individuals that are performing at these high levels and the fact that they are also managing their mental health. So from like LeBron James in basketball, you have DeMar DeRozan who's spoken about his depression and how bad it's gotten and how therapy's helped him. You have individuals like Kevin Love, another basketball player that's spoken about his anxiety. Um, I think he even spoke up um, after Naomi made a comment about how her anxiety gets so bad during these press conferences. I think he was one of the people to support her as well. Then you have people like Michael Phelps, one of the most decorated um, swimmers, in US history, talked about the anxiety and depression that he's experienced. So there's a wide gamut of individuals that are not even just right now, but that have taken the time over the years to really speak about the totality of their experience and how just such intense pressure, pressure to perform consistently on these levels really can wreak havoc on you um, in a psychological sense if you are not prioritizing your mental health people have to understand that your mental health is just as important as your physical health you made a comment earlier about if you have a broken bone you go to the doctor those are physical ailments that you can see so people don't really have a good understanding of how if your mental health is i don't want to say broken But if you're not, you know, operating in an optimal level psychologically, it will impact literally every area of your life. And it demands the kinds of attention just as a physical ailment does. If you don't make time for it,
0: it's going to make you make time for it. That brings up another thing that I wanted to ask you. Gender has nothing to do with it. Oh, gender. So
1: gender has nothing to do with your mental health. We all have mental health. Right, and certain people are going to deal with mental illness in a specific way, it's very individualistic. However, the ability to speak up about your mental health and if you're dealing with a mental illness is very much a gender thing. You know, we've been socialized to think that women and girls are more emotional, so we talk about our feelings with a lot more ease, we're not as stigmatized when we do so. And, you know, around the world, it's widely known and accepted to be masculine. You have to be stoic and without emotion. You don't, boys don't cry, air quotes. Um, therefore, when you talk about depression, what does that actually mean? So there was less of an acceptance for men to come up and speak out about, you know, their mental health. But statistically, because they don't do that, because, you know, historically men don't speak up about how they feel, um, or have social interactions where they can have these honest and vulnerable conversations, they deal with depression at a higher percentage um, and, and, and suicide at a higher percentage than women do. Hmm. So in this day and age where it's less taboo to speak out about it, I don't even know when I would even think that the watershed moment was, but I would say that being that the world is collectively dealing with the trauma of covid and all of the emotions and things that are coming up out of that, the grief, the anxiety, the depression, the feelings of isolation and loneliness, the uncertainty about when is this going to end, right? There's just a lot that's wrapped up into it. I really believe that people have become a bit more comfortable sharing that I need help in this space that's so isolating. So I would say in the last you know, five to 10 years, the taboo has decreased. It's still there. But when you have these elite athletes that are being so open about their feelings and the experiences that they're having, it's getting better over time for it to become more a part of the lay conversation where we can just sit and communicate with our friends
0: about, you know, I'm not feeling well. I need help. Um, Yeah. I saw the the post that went out on social media. Check out your happy friends. Yeah. Connect with your happy friends. Girl, that that happy face hides a whole lot. (laughs) So. Depression
1: has no look. You know, anxiety has no look. There's no poster child for these particular disorders or emotions. Um, that's why it's so important for us to be able to check in on a regular basis when you haven't heard from someone. Or it's kind of like the spidey sense I have when I haven't heard from somebody or I just keep thinking about a person. That lets me know I probably need to check in on them because it's not like them to go, you know, radio silent. So, there's there's a lot that we can do as a community to continue to break the stigma of
0: dealing with mental illness and, and offering support. Okay? I want I was going that was going to be my last question okay. actually about we just closed the Olympics. Yeah. And the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Yeah. And we're going to jump into <laughs> the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Mm. And Obviously, we're going to have another set of athletes. We have the variant coming out. We have so many different stressors in our life. If you could talk to our audience today and say, okay, or even the elite athletes themselves who are going to the the ice skaters and all of these people are going to come, you know, what if you could think of two or even three just easy tips that people could just do to kind of de-stress, decompress, to focus on their mental health, even as they pursue that ultimate goal, what would it be?
1: Well, so my sister used to be a professional athlete, her and uh, my brother-in-law, they're both retired now. So one thing that is common amongst the athlete community um, is definitely going to be their nutrition. They're going to pay attention to the nutrition, right? So three strategies that I would say would be to exercise, eat well, and get sleep which is something that they're going to do regardless. Um, but I would definitely say number one is making sure that you're getting ad- adequate sleep um, anywhere from seven to nine hours each night so that your body has the opportunity to replenish itself, that you know your cognitions are in a good space. Um, obviously, nutrition is going to be an important thing, to making sure that you're eating well-balanced and healthy meals. And the third would definitely be the exercise. They literally exercise all the time. So they're getting those endorphins, those increases in serotonin. And I would say, make sure that you are speaking to a professional about the stressors that come along with managing your emotions with these heightened levels of performance. One other thing I would definitely do say is to just make sure that you stay socially connected to good people. Right. You want to have people in your circle that are uplifting, that are supportive, that are going to be there and that are going to be honest. Um, And just monitoring your mood. You know, it can be very easy to get caught up in the negative mindsets, the fear that surrounds just performing on such a high level. So making sure that they're not engaging in um, medicating themselves in ways that are going to be harmful. So prioritize their mental health is going to be one of the most effective strategies that they can implement when it comes to being the the best that they want to be.
0: Well, Kenil, thank you so much for your time today. It was a great conversation and I learned a lot and I hope our listeners learned a lot as well. And thank you again for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome.